This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to Valley Football First and Goal, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Football Conference on the lineupmedia.fm network. Now, your host, Kelly Burke. Welcome into the MVFC First and Goal podcast, the NFL draft fast approaching. And I'm excited because I have not only one, but two Valley football standouts turned NFL draft prospects in South Dakota State's Jake Winicky and Western Illinois' Brett Taylor. And they're friends now, too. <laughs> Jake's the man. I do, Brett. The thing that's the burning question for me is the fact, you know, you guys were opponents for the past five years in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. But now you not only share an agent in Chris Turnage, you spent the last several months training together in Dallas and as roommates. So how has your relationship evolved? And, and Brett, let's start with you. Oh, man, it's crazy. I knew about Jake, you know, the past four years. He's always dominating everyone on the field. But then I show up and he's the best dude ever. You know, he's a great guy. Uh, he does extra push-ups with me at night. You know, uh, sometimes <laughs> I <laughs> I take him to go get dessert at night, which isn't the best on our bodies. But sometimes we just need a little extra ice cream here and there. But uh, <laughs> the past two months were great. And uh, I'm blessed to just uh, – been able to meet uh jake and uh live with them the past two months yeah it's been so much fun just getting to know brett we've had a lot of fun together like he said he forced me to go get ice cream forced me to do push-ups with him always trying to make me do extra this dude does push-ups non-stop every, all day just doing push-ups he said hey jake you want to play some cards so i'm thinking we're going to play a card game and he, he what he means is, is do push-ups with the card so every every number on the card then you do push-ups so that's that's his idea of playing cards. That's his idea of, of having fun is working out. So that that's that sums up Brett right there. Oh nice. So Jake, so are you are you ripped yet? <laughs> yeah, I got a lot stronger, I think, in my time living with Brett. So his program worked. I got thirteen on the bench at my pro day, so yeah, he helped out. Good for you. Your your projections for both of you for the NFL draft, they're different, obviously. What are you hearing from your agent, Chris, and NFL folks right now? You know, and how are you managing just the uncertainty of the next week? Because, you, you, I mean, you can't control anything really that's going to happen. I think I'm just trying to just enjoy every second of it. I'm back home uh, working out, spending time with my family. Um, I, I don't know exactly. Uh, Chris said he's going to get back to me uh, closer to the draft and tell me kind of where I'm going to go. So, I mean, right now I'm not really too worried about that. Just trying to just enjoy this this time is before, I mean, our, our lives totally change. So, I mean, uh, just trying to enjoy every second and, and be ready for what's to come. Uh, I'm the same way. You know, I'm uh, just thankful to be in this position, you know, to hopefully elevate to the next level and play football. So, uh, just like Jake said, enjoy every moment. And, you know, I'm just not taking it for granted. I'm just blessed to be in this position. Well, those are some good attitudes to have about it. What was the process like for finding an agent for both of you? And why did you each decide on the United Athlete Sports Agency? Well, I was talking to some agents during the season. And then uh, right after the season, I just sat down, talked to all of them with my parents and uh, just trying to feel what was the best fit just to go to the next level, the connections they have with like the NFL teams and stuff like that. But uh, the main focus is just to feel who I feel most comfortable with, you know, who I can tell my personal problems with as long as my football problems. So uh, I just felt most comfortable with uh, Chris and uh, the fact that I heard he was going to sign Jake too. That's what had me in, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, I was, I was meeting with a bunch of different agents uh, over the summer 
And when I met with uh, Chris and Bo, uh, as before they had Rob at the time, I just had so much peace with them. Um, and I just like, man, I just love these guys. I definitely want to sign with them. And then also, my, it's kind of a crazy story because Rob, um, the third agent, he, um, I was friends with him because my one of my teammates had set me up with him. So I was already looking at him as well. And then they teamed up, and it just kind of it was just a God thing how it all worked out, and it just kind of made it easy. A, a cool little story. Um, so the day after the season, or the the week after the season, they came over. And I signed with them, and uh, like we played cards, hung out, watched a movie, and then they spent the night at my house. We actually like spent the night on the living room and just hung out. So that's just that's just that's just the type of people they are. Like they just they're down to earth. They'll, they'll do whatever for us. Like Rob, uh, he stayed like the first week in a new house with us when we were training. So I mean they'll they'll do whatever for us, and and, and I'm really glad that uh, I chose them, and I, I think Brett's the same way. Well, that's great. You know, what advice would you guys have for would be seniors that are going to be? essentially in your position a year from now, just about the process of finding an agent. I would just tell them not to not even think about an agent right now. You know, you still have a whole season left of football and uh, you need to uh, cherish that time with your teammates and uh, just try to play each, each game. Like it's your last game. You know, you never know when the game can be taken away from you. And then uh, after the season, if they're lucky enough to be in that position, then you can start just breaking down the certain things you want to see in an agent. Definitely. I would say uh, similar. I'll just say just, enjoy enjoy the process but also uh just just find someone like we said that you can just feel comfortable with just getting to know them and and just know that they got your best interest in mind i mean you can tell a lot of dudes might just kind of be a business um but to get someone that, that's really looking out for your best interest and, and someone that you could just see yourself uh hanging out with see, see yourself uh spending time with and i might add too that rob and chris were the easiest of the agents i've been dealing with for interviews they they've been the easiest to work with so props to them for that cuz it's not it's not always easy with with some of them so you you guys chose some good ones you know what's been the biggest realization for each of you just in preparing for the nfl draft over these last 4 months and and jake let's start with you I think just realizing that uh, if you're really thinking about like, oh, where, where am I going to end up? What does my future hold? I think it kind of just gets it take it can take a toll on you. But uh, I think for me, just I've had so many people here supporting me. I've had uh, Brett to live with for the last three months, and just so many friends and family praying for me. Uh, just just try to enjoy every second because, like Brett said, I mean, not everybody gets to do this, um, and we're blessed to be able to to have this opportunity. So really, to to make the most of it, you can't just be worrying about what's going to happen. You just got to uh, embrace every second and embrace uh, the training, embrace uh, the time with your roommates, um, embrace this time before uh, our whole world changes. I agree 100%, you know, just take each day, one day at a time, you know, don't worry about what's going to be in the future. You can only control what you control, you know, and at the end of the day, all you got to do is have one of the 32 teams like you. So I like the odds in that and you find the right fit. And like Jake said, you just enjoy every day who you're living with, who's it, who your support system is, you know, and your family's going to be there no matter what. Your good friends are going to be there no matter what at the end of the day. So just, yeah, that's about it. How do you feel like the Missouri Valley Football Conference, you know, and playing at the FCS level, um, as opposed to like if you were at a, a Power 5 school, you know, at the FBS level, how did that get you ready for the rigors of playing in the NFL? And, and Brett, let's start with you on this one. Uh, I mean, each each week's a battle, you know. If you don't bring your A game, you're going to lose. Uh, like Jake, for example, you know, I, I got lucky to beat him sophomore year, but the last two years they put a – they put a thumping on us, but uh, you're playing you're playing BCS caliber players every single year. 
we not might have not had the size, been went to the biggest schools out of high school, but uh, we got the time to develop, and the Missouri Valley develops great, great players. Like, look at Carson Wentz, you know, probably would have been the MVP this year, and his team won the Super Bowl, but uh, each week, you know, is just a straight, straight battle. And uh, I think it's the best conference in FCS, and uh, I think a lot of other people would agree with me there, and uh, we can play with anyone. Definitely. I think I think anybody you ask uh, that played in the Missouri Valley uh, would say that. I think we believe it's the best conference in the in the FCS. And I mean, we all play against FBS schools, uh, typically our first game of the season or uh, sometime in the season. So, I mean, we're, we're used to playing those big schools. And I mean, I feel like uh, any team in the Missouri Valley can can compete with with any of those. Uh, every week is going to be a great game. So I think it just it prepares us for this level because we've already played a lot of great athletes. Well, I would agree with that since I cover the conference and, and Brett, Brett, I would also, I would also say, and I told, I told coach Elliot this cause I talked to him a couple weeks ago for a podcast that I think you guys kind of got screwed in your matchup, you know, in the playoffs this year, because Weber state and in your guys's team was not a first round matchup. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good though. They were a great team and uh, we were just lucky enough to be in the playoffs. So can't take that for granted. Jake, you have more than 5,000 career receiving yards, um, you know, and close to 50 touchdowns. Brett, you have close to 500 career tackles. You both have set a ton of Missouri Valley and school records. Why do you feel like some people out there nationally are sleeping on you guys? I just want to say from my perspective, you know, I'm probably not the fastest dude in the world, but I can get the job done on the field. So <laughs> I think that's a, a lot has to do with uh, just the straight line 40 speed. You know, scouts want to see a better number and NFL teams want to see a better number. But at the end of the day, tried my hardest, you know. I mean, I wish I was faster, too, but I can make up for it with other things. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly uh, why for me and Brett. I mean, I feel like. Uh, we're good football players. Obviously, you see that with Brett, just just what he is. He's a football player, and and whether they want to see a forty, whatever they want to, they want to say he's from a small school, whatever. I mean, look at his production. Look at him on the field. I mean, he's everywhere. I played against him, so I mean, I know that uh, firsthand. But I mean, he's a football player, so I mean, I have no doubt that he's gonna he's gonna have a shot and he's gonna make the best of it. Because I mean, he's the type of guy you want on your team. Just with his work ethic, his leadership, just who he is as a man in the locker room. I mean, that's that's the type of player you want. So I mean, I'm I have no. I have no worries about uh, Brett and where he's going to end up. I know he's going to do great things. So, I mean, we, we, we can worry about what they think. But, I mean, at the end of the day, that's not going to do nothing. So we're just trying to, to focus on uh, controlling what we can control, like he said. And, and they, can, they can say what they want. But there's 32 teams, and one's bound to like us. <laughs> Very true. You know, you know Brett, I've, I've heard you say that you consider yourself an effort guy. Um, and, Jake, you're obviously a guy of, of really strong faith you know, and humble. Um, but what do you feel like, you know, kind of going back to the last question, what do you feel like the numbers, the 40 times, the drills, what do they not tell about both of you guys and who you are? You know, not only as football players, but as people. Jake, first and foremost, one of the most unique guys I've ever met in my life. You know, he sends me a, uh, a Bible verse every single morning to this day. So he's done that the past three months. And then that's just incredible. But uh, he shows up early every single day, you know, He's been the first one at the gym when we were training in Texas. He show up 30 minutes early. He's feeling his body right. Like I said, I'd have to convince him to eat some bad food every now and then. <laughs> but we'd burn it off right after that. So do some push-ups or anything like that. But, uh, I mean, if people want to say Jake's not fast, look at the film. He's out running everybody in the film. You know, he's going up and grabbing jump balls on everybody. You know, he, against look at the TCU game, the Kansas game, against the big, big school. So I don't know what they don't see in Jake, you know. Jake's a first-rounder to me. Agreed. And in the film you're talking about, double covered some of those times, too. 
We couldn't stop them. We tried the past four years. Couldn't do a thing. We played them in the snow, the ice, sunny weather. Nothing worked. Jake, what's your response? I mean, I just, for, I can just speak for, for Brett. Just, I mean, that doesn't show anything about just who he is, just from his, his heart standpoint. I mean, I got to know him over the past three months, and I know for a fact that's a player I want on my team. And if I would never have met him, um, I wouldn't know that. I might, I might think, oh, I see what he's done on the field. Okay, I want him. But then once you, once you get to know him, once you see his heart, how hard he works, everything that he does to, to prepare for the game, then you're like, okay, that's the guy I want. That's, that's, he's going to change the culture of my team. He's going he's gonna to be there every day. He's going to be the first one there. He's going to be doing extra. He's going to know what he's doing. We can count on him. He's reliable. He's accountable. Um, and that's, that's someone I want on my team. And also, I mean, uh, a lot of the combine stuff or 40 bench press and stuff, it's not really necessarily football. Um, and, I mean, you see the film. Uh, it speaks for itself for Brett. I mean, he's a football player. Well, my conversation with Brett Taylor and Jake Winicky continues in just a second. But if you're enjoying this edition of the MVFC First and Gold podcast, check out all the lineup media group offerings, sports and non-sports podcasts. Now back to the show. Where do you feel like your biggest improvements have come for each of you since December? For me, just mentally, you know, uh, played in a lot of defenses. You know, I played in four defenses in uh, college. But uh, just learning overall NFL, like the verbiage and stuff like that. I've uh, been working with my linebacker coach back home, worked with uh, Kevin Smith down in Texas, just board talk. So the mental aspect of the game and then uh, just how to prepare like a pro. You know, you can't just keep working out hard 24-7. You got to take care of your body, too. So the recovery side is definitely a big part as well as the mental. Definitely. I agree. Um, I think it's a lot of the same stuff um, as him. Uh, I think something mentally helped me a lot is going to the uh, East-West game. I learned the NFL offense over there and just kind of learned that in a week, put it together, kind of gave me a lot of, of hope and kind of know what to expect um, at the next level. It was actually pretty similar to my college offense, so that was pretty uh, reassuring to just know that. Um, but I think, yeah, just the mental part, just kind of understanding, uh, talking to a lot of different receivers, different coaches, different uh, people in the league, just, just getting some uh, advices, advice and, and just techniques and different things to, to help with my game. Jake, you guys – at South Dakota State, your offense, don't you have wrinkles that the Kansas City Chiefs, don't you take some of your wrinkles from, from their offense? We, we do. We take a lot from a lot of different offenses. Um, there's, yeah, there's stuff we do from the Chiefs, Redskins. I mean, there's a lot of different offenses that, that we try to imply. We took some stuff from the Falcons. They were so good uh, a couple years ago. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things that, that we try to imply. And, I mean, there's actually some – we learned the Seahawks offense at the East-West game. And there's some plays that we had at SDSU where it's like literally the same exact play call and everybody's doing the same thing. So, I mean, it's pretty – it's very, very similar to the NFL, um, at least the, the Seahawks offense. And, Brett, to follow up on a point you made, I mean, you, I think you had four different defensive coordinators the last four years. To still put up the numbers you did while learning, especially when you switched from the 4-3 to the 3-4, I mean, how are you able to make that transition each year so effectively to different coaches? Because obviously the terminology is, is different at times. I had four great, great, outstanding coaches, so that helps a lot, you know. And uh, the first year, my redshirt year, when I redshirted, I happened to be under that defense for two years, so I helped to learn a lot right there. And then each person that you come in contact with in life and football, you can learn the very important things about each and every person. So you kind of – it's just like one big puzzle piece, you know. You find people right here – oh, like information to someone right here and then fill it in with another thing. And then by senior year, you got four great minds that you've all learned things from. And then I have outstanding 
teammates, you know, they always, we always do, uh, just talks with and talk over the defense, tons and tons of film together. And, uh, I just think my outstanding coaches and teammates, they just, they just help the process so much. Speaking of coaches, you know, you both played for two very high character coaches in John Stiglmeyer at South Dakota State and Charlie Fisher at Western Illinois. And I know, Brett, you also played for Bob Nielsen before he went, went to South Dakota. Um, you know, and I say specifically about Coach Stig and, and Coach Fish. I mean, those, those two guys... You know, those are two kind of gentle, the two gentlemen of the league. I mean, the whole league's great. And Charlie's obviously now at Arizona State, which is is my alma mater. But how did those two coaches shape you on and off the field? I know for me, Coach Stig, I mean, he had a tremendous impact on my life. Um, Throughout throughout my first first time I stepped on campus in my freshman year, uh, we do something during uh, fall camp called Stig Pop. Whereas like Stig, he'll, he'll just talk to us. They actually used to give him pops back in the day, but they realized that's not really probably good for us during fall camp. Um, so they cut out the pop, but it's still called Stig Pop. We'll just get water. But um, but he just comes in and he talks to us. He has a mad manual, make a difference. Um, and in, in that, he has a bunch of different uh, inspirational quotes, bio verses, a bunch of different things where he'll talk to us about life. Um, and and he just, he's a mentor. Some people would be like, uh, man, I can't believe Coach Stig uh, is still coaching and stuff. I'm like, well, he's the best mentor. He's the best life coach that anybody could ask for and he gets every year he gets 100 men on his team that he gets to pour pour into and and just mentor and guide and shape and and hopefully by the time we believe if we buy in uh we'll be changed we'll be we'll be better men um and we can impact uh this world and i mean something that i love about him too is he's outspoken about his faith um we never force it on anybody but if you want to if you want to go down that path you have someone there to to mentor you and, and help you in that and point you in the right directions um, it was really cool too. I got to go to the uh, Campbell Trophy Award in December, and I got to spend a lot of time with him. Got to have like even some some drives with him one on one to Sioux Falls and some flights to Minneapolis. Then we actually joined up with my parents and spent the whole weekend with just digging my parents. And uh, it, was, it was like he's always like a fa- been a father fig- figure for me. But once I actually got to time, spend that one on one time with him, like I really knew like this is really like he is my father. And and just that, having those conversations, just the mentor that he is, just the man he is. I mean, he's the same man that you see um, after the game in the post post game interview. I mean, he, he's just a great man, high character man who just loves people. Um, so I, I'm just I'm just so thankful to have played under him and got to know him. That's awesome, Brett. What about you, uh, Coach Fisher? You know, he brings the juice every single day. You know, it doesn't matter if it's 4 a.m. <laughs> or uh, 10 p.m. Every single day, he's bringing. And uh, I remember his the first off season there. Uh, he showed up at six a.m. on Saturday, and he just has a cutoff on in the weight room. No ways, he's hitting the curls, and he's, he beat all of us in there. And he's just working out. And you know, he's not as young as he used to be back in his playing day, but uh, he still gets after it every single day. And uh, he holds you accountable for everything. If he does, if you do a great job, he's gonna he's gonna commend you for it. But if you do bad, he's gonna let you know that as well. You know, and. Uh, he really, really believes in the little, little details, you know. You'll be two out, inches outside the hash, and he's going to rip you for it. But uh, it's just all about the little details in life and everything. But uh, he's a great, great coach. I'm so thankful to to have played for him and everything. I wish him the best at Arizona State. I know he's going to do great. He's jacked up because they got much, much better weather for golf. So he'll enjoy the golf game out there. <laughs> but uh, he's a great guy. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm blessed to be able to even play for him. 
That's awesome. Well, and he's a he's a huge San Francisco Giants fan, and they spring train out there. I always talk because I'm from Arizona. I'm, I'm actually from Tempe, where uh, ASU is, and I was an athlete at ASU. And so I'm actually gonna uh, when I go out there this summer to see my family, I'm supposed to to look him up and go, and he's gonna show me there. They have built a new facility at Arizona State for, just for football, so he's gonna give me a tour of everything. What sport did you play in college? I did track and cross country. Ooh, very nice. What my fiance did. Oh, no kidding? At, at Western? Yeah, yeah. I did the, the long, crazy distance stuff. So everybody thinks that I'm a volleyball player or a basketball player in college because I'm like, I'm six feet tall. So I'm really tall. Oh, wow. You guys are both, you know, you're very active in your respective communities, especially with kids, uh, which is really neat. And so would each of you share some of your favorite ways, you know, you've given back and why? serving is such a part of your DNA. Um, definitely. I know for me, it was cool too, having Coach Stig, he uh, gives us so many opportunities to, to serve in the community, to get involved, uh, to do various different things, uh, sports camps, whatever it may be. Um, so I, I was able to get plugged in right away without even really trying to, without taking initiative my freshman year. And then, I mean, once that happened, I started getting to know kids in the community, started getting to know, I'm also a physical education, or I was a physical education major. Got my degree in that. So I got to teach in a lot of different schools, got to know a lot of families and people. Um, so that was awesome. Got in involved in different churches and different things. And and so it's just so cool just to, to get to, to know the community, get to know families, get to know kids and also see them at the games and, and different things. So it was pretty special in my time there, uh, just getting to uh, know and just feel the love of the community. For me, it started off with my mom. My mom's a third grade teacher, and uh, being from Macomb, you know, it's just awesome to go in there and just read to the kids. And then uh, for one of my classes, I had to work at a after-school program every single day. So I alternated school. So I did with little kids like K through fourth and then junior high kids as well. But uh, just playing games with them, amazing, amazing experience. They never want to do homework after school, but playing games with them was amazing. Or just read uh, <laughs> how much the kid, like a little kid just appreciates you reading a book to them. That's just super, super special. And then uh, one of my internships was at the rec center one summer, and he got to do tons and tons of activities. There was a Youth for Christ movement, which those kids were great. And then uh, there's also a dog show. I love people too, but dogs, I think, are amazing. So just helping out with the dog <laughs> show and everything like that was just a great, great experience. And, and Jake, you went on a bunch of mission trips too, I believe. I got to go to uh, – I went to Jamaica like – Four times since I've been in college, I went to Kenya. I went to Pine Ridge uh, Indian Reservation over in South Dakota. Um, been on a bunch of bunch of different mission trips, so it's been pretty cool to to get involved. A lot of some of them were working with kids, some were working uh, with with families, adults, different things. But um, I learned a lot and just got to see a lot um, in my time doing mission trips as well. I have heard that Jake recently joined the likes of Twitter and Instagram. And Jake, I do want to know what inspired this, but what recommendations do you have for Jake on navigating social media? Ooh. Well, when we were living down in Texas, he asked a question every single day. You know, what's it mean when someone follows me? You know, or just stuff <laughs> like that. But uh, <laughs> uh, just recommendations. You know, sometimes he posts like three photos and once every single day, you know. Uh, I think it's kind of rule of thumb that you only post one photo a day, but you know, Jake, Jake has a lot of photos and he just wants to share them, you know, but uh, I think he's doing great so far. I'm just happy. He, uh, he's in the social media world, you know, even though he, he might struggle to navigate it sometimes. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, what inspired you to join all of a sudden? My agent. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what I figured, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> you know, it's not often you get to play on the same team with someone as athletically gifted as Dallas Goddard, let alone be in the same offense. So what did you learn from him? I mean, it's just so, first of all, it's so much fun just to, I had my locker right next to him since our freshman year. So just the, the, the friendship that we had, the relationship we had was just so fun just to to watch him grow, to grow with him. Um, and then obviously to see uh, his success and his, his leadership on the field and just all that he's done for the community, all he's done for Brookings, all he's done for SDSU. Um, it's just been tremendous. And obviously it was just fun to play with him, to watch him play every day at practice, making crazy plays and the games, obviously making crazy plays. I mean, it's just such a blessing to, to first of all, just get to know him as a person, but then also just to see what he's been able to, to accomplish. Brett, you had to, I mean, you didn't necessarily directly face him, but um you know, what are you obviously saw him play um, and, you know, your your teammates had to cover him. So your thoughts on Dallas? Uh, Dallas is a freak, you know, and uh, I don't know him on a personal level, but just hearing what Jake says about him and I trust Jake's opinion. You know, he's a great dude and uh, I think he's going to have an outstanding career in the NFL. And uh, once again, I'm just happy I don't have to play him. Well, I want to play him again in the future, but uh, I'm just happy he won't be destroying Western anymore. You know, he always <laughs> had very good games against us. Brett, you talked about earlier in this interview, you are engaged now and that you have a wedding coming up, I believe you said this summer. So how are you, how have you been balancing all the, the draft preps stuff with planning a wedding? And I'm assuming your fiance is hopefully taking care of a lot of the, the wedding planning part. Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we, we kind of changed wedding plans, you know, uh, we're just going to do a destination wedding now. And we're not we like, yeah, we like almost canceled the whole entire ceremony and everything. Like we're not even having a reception or anything. It's just gonna be like her parents and my parents, brothers and sisters. And uh, she lives in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So I'm gonna fly down there on a weekend on a weekend and uh, just get married right on top of a mountain. That's about it. <laughs> The last question I want to ask you guys is just what's the best advice you've been given through this whole process and, and who gave it to you? Control what you can control, you know. Uh, I've heard that from several people, you know. My agents say that all the time. My coach at Western, my high school coach, you know. At the end of the day, people are going to like you or they're either not going to like you. But uh, just always be yourself. And if you're always, you're always yourself and you're trying your hardest, you know, that, that's all you can ever ask for. I think for me, um, one of my one of my friends really takes me a lot of a lot of different times while I was training, at even times when I was really like down, like man, like I don't know if I can do this, and what takes me seem like I was right at the at the right time. I feel like I was just telling me um, that I'm I've been preparing for this my whole life. Everything I've done, whether it's on or off the field, everything that I've done has led up to this point. I've always been able to to make it through. So I mean, I'm we're ready for this. Um, we've been preparing for this our whole life, even when we didn't know it. Anything else each of you would want, you know, NFL executives, scouts, front office people out there to know as we, you know, really get down to the nitty gritty last few days before the draft next week? I think uh, something they need to know about Brett Taylor is just just how hard he works and, and everything that he does um, is for the team. And I mean, he's, he's the type of player that you want. Um, he's the type of man that you want in the locker room. He's the type of teammate that you want. He can have fun with you. He can mess around with you. But when it's when it comes time to it, uh, he's going to hold you accountable. He's going to make you better every day in practice. He's not going to take it easy on you uh, coming across from me. He's going he's gonna to work as hard as he can. Um, and he's going to make the team better. And he's going to be a great player for the team. And I'm just, I mean, anybody that takes him is, is going to be so blessed. I mean, I, I don't have enough. I mean, I can't say enough. I mean, it's just he's, he's, he's who you want.
whatever team gets Jake Winicky, you know, uh, <laughs> they're just getting an outstanding individual. You know, the dude <laughs> might win MVP, but he's also going to win the Walter Payton Award, you know, for uh, just man of the year. And, uh, dude, he's just, I don't even know how to describe him, just other than amazing, you know. Whatever team's going to get him, so I'm just going to impact the person in the community, you know, the surrounding area. I mean, he's a role model for so many people. He's a role model to me, you know, inspired to live my life like Jake does. And, uh, like, he's going to get the hardest worker. He's going to be the first dude to show up. He's going to beg the quarterback to get extra pass routes in, you know, after practice every single day. And uh, whatever team gets them, they're just getting a leader. They're getting a great competitor. And they're just getting a great overall human being that will improve the team. Well, I like the bromance that's going on right now. You know, I, I, can, I can feel the love, guys, between you two. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Brett. <laughs> love you, too, Brett. <laughs> And, you know, I, I, I wish you guys the best of luck this coming week. You know, I, as somebody that's seen both of you play uh, many times over the last four years, uh, you know, I, I just I hope you you get the best opportunity out there for each of you. Um, it, it's well deserved everything that's coming your way, um, you know, and, and you're no doubt going to make the Valley proud and your respective schools proud. So it's, it's been fun to watch you. And I, I look forward to seeing what you both do in the future. Hey, thank, thank you, you so much. much, Kelly. Really appreciate it. If you like what you heard from Jake Winicky and Brett Taylor and our MVFC First and Gold podcast, please take a minute to share, subscribe, and leave a review. Lineupmedia.fm also is home to many other sports podcasts, shows like Bleacher Bums, Two Birds on a Bat, and The Drop. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Tune in next week for another episode of Valley Football's First and Goal with Kelly Bird, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Football Conference, only on the lineupmedia.fm network. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and anywhere you get your podcasts. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.